Christmas celebration right here fastly approaching us, we're going to need to spend the next couple of Sundays getting our attitude right about celebrating Christmas. We're going to be talking about that the next couple of Sundays. But before we do, uh, it was important that the three pastors here get together and, I don't know, more or less wrap up 2021, mm -hmm. our vision, our theme. This year, our direction was just simply the word essential, essential. You know, we went through 2020 with a virus, and, and it was clearly not the first virus to hit our nation or this world. Been a long, mm -hmm. long, long list of viruses and plagues and True. diseases that our nation and our whole world has had to navigate through. But this time, with this virus, happened to find a group of power-hungry tyrants that we had in several states for governors that hijacked this virus to make themselves in the position of a king. And, and, and I couldn't imagine a state of Arkansas tuning in daily at one o'clock for our governor to tell us who could go out of their house today. Tune in at one o'clock to find our governor saying, you can't have your family over for Thanksgiving, and if any neighbors catch you doing it, call this number and we'll come get them. Really? <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine a governor saying, you can't go to church, and then saying, well, we're gonna let you go to church, but you can't sing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, looking back on some of that, I can't believe that America took it. Right. Now, I can't believe that we, that we bought into that. But, but here's what we saw. We saw if you put enough fear in people's hearts, yep, if it. you get people consumed with fear, you can control mm -hmm. them. And that's a dangerous place for us to right. let ourselves get to. 2020 centered around a governor telling people, telling people that they were non-essential and that you were a non-essential worker. And, and when our governor started telling people that they were non-essential, that's when I came out of my chair and I just said, wait, mm. stop the train. Our church is getting off of right. this. Yep. I mean, count us out. You're not going to tell people they can't come and assemble and worship, and you're not going to tell God's right. people they're not essential. Mm -hmm. We're not taking yeah. this not another minute yeah, longer. That's right. Yeah. Romans and Corinthians are very clear. Each person is created mm -hmm. in the image of God, gifted by God, woven God's character in nature woven mm. into us. And then you're going to tell that person they're non-essential. You just stay home. So when 2021 was approaching, uh, we got together. And I mean, there was no, there really wasn't any option. Our theme was going to be kind of twofold. Number right. one, you are essential. And then number two, there are essentials mm -hmm. in life. Yeah. There yes. are essentials right. in life. And I want our pastors to get mm -hmm. together and, and uh, I don't know, recap or highlight or let's just make sure we've got this thing before mm -hmm. we move on. Yeah. There are essentials. Josh, yeah. start us off. Yeah. The first one is, is really important. You have to know that you are essential. Yes. Um, and that's not determined by a governor. It's not determined by a president. It's not determined by a boss. That's right. Uh, that's determined by your creator. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want 
you know, leaving 2021 to it being to ingrained in our hearts and our minds, every member of this church to know that you, you're essential. You're essential right. because God says that you are. And I want to read Psalms 139, verse 13 real quick. It says, you made, you made God, you made mm. all of my delicate inner parts of my body. Right. You knit me together in my, in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. Mm. God created you. Right. He made you fearfully and That's wonderfully it. made. And it's really damaging when you're watching someone who has authority over you to tell you that you're not important. Mm -hmm. That you as a person are not important. And I... I during this last year really made a distinction between like it, it, it's not what you do it's who you are yeah and you've got to be rooted in who you are and yes. not what you do because right. what you do can be taken away mm -hmm. from you but who you are is you're a person who is hidden in christ mm -hmm. in you is christ the hope of glory that's where our value comes from not by what you do and so real quick you got to because if, if those things get taken away from you and we saw that you know this last year where it's like you can't meet at church and i'm like well i'm a right. pastor you know if i'm non-essential like what you know what in the world and it's got very clear that i have to see myself as essential because God says that I am mm -hmm. because I yeah. am important and yeah. we want everybody to know that you are valuable and you are yeah. loved beyond measure yeah. absolutely <clears throat> identity became a really Huge. important topic for all of us you know when all this happened because like Josh said and we were talking about this earlier how a lot of people find their identity in what they do mm -hmm. you know especially men I think men lean more toward finding their identity in what they do so you know it it just blew my mind when all of these nurses and all of these doctors were absolutely essential until they decided they weren't going to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And now you're not. And yeah. now we're letting them off work. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. And so a lot, for a lot of people who, you know, weren't Christians, and obviously I believe for Christian people, if we know who our identity is, yeah. our job doesn't define us. But at the same right. time, that was a very important thing for us, for our people to know, no, 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 you're made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Your life is essential. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. That doesn't change the fact that you are yeah. essential. I'm reminded of the story of King Saul when he went into battle and um, he was given instructions by Samuel the prophet, yeah. you know, not to take any of the plunder whatsoever. And he didn't right. listen and he, he took it anyway. And, and Samuel came to him and he, he corrected Saul's thinking. And one of the things that he said to Saul that I never really got past, he said, because you think so little of yourself, mm -hmm. you did this. In other words, because you don't have the right identity, you don't yeah. know who you are and who I created you to be, yeah. you're, you're, a, you're a king's kid, right? Yeah. You're right. a child of, the, of God. And when you understand that, man, the, the, the firm foundation that that brings into right. your life, yeah. I mean, it just changes everything Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. You know, and it took us a little bit to get our minds wrapped around this. Terry and I have just had to process, mm -hmm. wait a minute, what is going, what do we do here? Mm -hmm. I, we were trying to process this and, okay, well, you know, a, a football game, that's non-essential. Okay, except for the guy who sells hot dogs at the <laughs> yeah. stadium, that's not mm -hmm. who he is. He sure. doesn't find his identity, but that is the way God funnels right. meeting that's the right. needs yeah. to his family, right. mm -hmm. to all those around. Well, you take that person out. Well, then what about the guy that parks the cars mm -hmm. at the stadium and what he does in that arena? And right. that you, you are essential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are a vital link 
in a chain. You, you are a spoke in a wheel. Mm -hmm. And it's important in this church, from our youngest in here, yeah. you are vitally essential. You have an essential part to your brothers, to your sisters, to the other kids in your grade school classroom. You, you are essential to the game mm -hmm. on the playground. You, you yeah. see, you have a role here all the way up to some of our folks that don't have to go punch a time clock. You're essential yeah, to go right. check on your neighbor, to go yes. give somebody a ride to the doctors. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what you do yeah. in mm -hmm. life yeah. is essential, yeah. and, and God uses you. And from the youngest to the oldest, you never sit back and think, well, I am a non-essential worker. That's a lie from the devil. Right. right. Yeah. Well, you see from the beginning of time, like in the garden, in Genesis, Genesis 2.18, it's not good that man be alone. And then he also put man and woman in the garden to work it and to keep it. And so, th like, this coming in and saying, like, well, you can't meet at church. You can't, you can't meet together. You can't hang out with each other. You can't go to different things. You can't whatever. It's like, so you're pulling man into isolation where he can't be around other people. And then number two, you're telling him, well, you can't go to work. And so you're telling people that, the, like, the two things they were created for, you're created right. for relationship. Yeah. And you're created to well, work and produce. keep yeah. and build the garden. That's and like Tim good. said, the youngest in here to the oldest in here, like until the day that you die, we are building the kingdom of God. Like right. we are pioneers, mm, we are good. disciple makers, we are pushing ahead, we are moving forward with the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And when you take that from people, it's very dangerous what's yeah. going to happen. Absolutely. And I, man, I just went sideways yeah. when, when I heard <laughs> these people are yes, non-essential. That's right. when I said, whoa, whoa, whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. We listen to this, not another minute. Mm -hmm. you, you can't live thinking that way. No. You're no, essential. Well, yeah, well, I mean, back to what you were saying, Josh. I mean, d just just to go to work is not enough. Yeah. You that doesn't give life meaning. Right. What gives life meaning is that you know that you're a child of God, you're yep. called by God, and you're given a mission by right. God while you're on this earth to accomplish right. a plan, yeah. right? And so it's that, it, that instilled purpose that really does that for you. And that is tied in with what you do. Yeah. It is tied yeah, in with what sure. you do. So when it's like, okay, isolate, yeah. stay at home, and, and, you know, let me, let me balance what I'm saying because we, early on, Absolutely. we identified <clears throat> that this, yes, the virus it's can real. be potentially yeah, right. dangerous for people, especially those who Absolutely. are in high risk. And that was one of the things that really caused us to ramp up our live stream last year. And we began doing live stream because we didn't want to put our people in place. So I don't, I don't want anybody to think that we're, you know, burying our head in the sand sure. and we're saying that the virus isn't a real thing because obviously it is, it but is we've all been affected real. by it. It is Very a real, real thing. But what our, our point was, was when we had people getting up saying, no, well, and not only that, a lot of these leaders, you know, they're, they're not saved people. They right. don't, have a kingdom-minded right. attitude and it was easy for them to say that the church is not essential yeah, for sure. but we all know how essential the church is the church is what brings morality ethics and stability to our country without the church we'd be in a terrible terrible condition be in terrible yeah it'd be yeah, in terrible right. condition yeah. Yeah. the yeah. church is essential well you just don't tell people that they're non-essential mm -hmm. you, you don't everybody has to see themselves as essential josh back in the office earlier this morning you were talking about prayer yeah. and, mm -hmm. and what a central, essential key that is to yeah. our life, and especially through what we've been through. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, our relationship, that abiding in the Lord, that, that communion with God that we have, is, it's key. It's the foundation of our relationship with the Lord. Right. It's our, and, and as a believer, like number one priority for us is our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. He created us 
out of an overflow of love that we would love him back. Like that was his goal is that we would have relationship. That's the whole reason Jesus came and died on the cross and rose again so that we could right. come back into relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that relationship isn't Sunday morning only Christianity. Yeah. It's not Wednesday night only. It's that you live, you pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. that you're living in a constant relationship with him. And then from that, the, the kingdom flows from that. Like yeah, you, you're living in a relationship with yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember a book when I first came to know the Lord when I was about 23. I think your mom actually introduced this book to me, uh, Practicing the Presence of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, My brother Lawrence and and brother Andrew, another book tied in with that. But that was the first time for me that I really saw that prayer wasn't necessarily something that you do at a certain moment at a certain time, but it was a way that you lived. You know, you're, in other words, you, you know, you can work on cars or you can be a stay at home mom, or you can be on the job, you know, doing carpentry, but you're in this connection with the Lord all day long and you're having communion with him all day long in your prayer life as you're connecting with him. Well, I think a lot of, a lot of our problem understanding prayer is all of us have maybe a, uh, a preconceived idea of prayer is kneeling down at your bed before you go to bed with your hands clasped or prayer is a a place in your house where you kneel down and it it, or well uh, uh, we're little we we just can't get all that figured out about prayer and we don't understand like you're talking about it is the relationship that we have Mm -hmm. with the Lord and it's a continual thing you say well Tim you never pray well, I've never knelt beside my bed and clasped my hands. Mm-hmm. Well, then I never pray, except for I don't listen to music in my truck. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about God. I'm talking with God. I, right. I, I, I never ride up and down the road that, that I'm not in my, in my heart and in my mind right. having yeah. a relationship with the Lord. And, and I've, I've always looked at prayer a, a lot and my relationship with God through prayer like my relationship with my wife mm-hmm. I don't not say one word to her all day ignore her all day act like I am not married all day and then right before we go to bed kneel down in our bed and say okay let's you and I talk for two minutes <laughs> that's not yeah. the way that goes no, right. I, yeah, I'm in and out of the house and hey yeah. what are you doing how's this going what can I do for you what do you think about this it's a, mm-hmm. it's a life that we yeah. live together and we'll drive down the road for an hour and never say a word now, wow, look at that. And then we'll start talking about it. I'm driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Look at that mountain. God, thank you. Mm-hmm. Lord, I just pray. Right. Wow, look at that. Lord, that right. uh, somebody will come to mind. Lord, I just ask your hand to be on them today. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship it. that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's why there's so much language in Scripture about how we are the bride of Christ. Because that's, that's what it's meant to be. Our marriage is a picture of our relationship with the Lord. It's like, I don't do anything without Sarah in mind. I don't do anything without asking her about it. I don't, we don't make decisions. And, and, you, and sometimes I'm sit, just sitting there with her, but we're still like one person. She's yeah. never not on my mind. And that's how we have to view our relationship with the Lord. It's like we are married to him. Like we are one. And that is prayer. That's it. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think looking through scripture, I think there, there are different types of prayer. Really three that you can see in scripture, three essential types of prayer. Number one is personal, that right. personal relationship mm-hmm. with him. You, you know, have, you have your prayer closet, have your secret place, have your, your secret place might be in your truck where you're spending one-on-one devoted time with him. Then you've got corporate prayer. I believe that we're commanded to pray with one another right. and for yep. one another. Corporate prayer is essential to the body of Christ. 
And then the last one is that lifestyle prayer, that what Paul said, pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. where as you go through your day, you're in constant communion with him. And like I found like if you pray without ceasing, like it keeps you from doing a lot of dumb things. It does. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. really does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> well, um, we're, we're talking about, you were talking about being wise mm-hmm. in all of this. And, and I hope that we have communicated that successfully in our church. Some with a compromised immune system, you need to stay at home. Right, Some that yeah. have this situation in their lungs or in their you need to wear a mask or mm-hmm. you need to yeah, be wise and, and let's navigate life wise, not by some tyrant governor mm-hmm. calling down here and telling us what we're going to do today. Right. Yeah. But you make wise choices mm-hmm. in your life yes, and there it. are some that you need to stay at home. There are some that you need to do this or that mm-hmm. medically. Yeah. But let's, let's just be careful and walk in wisdom. Well, the way you get that wisdom is God's Word. That's right. And that's where that mm-hmm. wisdom comes from. And so we, we've talked a lot about God's Word mm-hmm. is essential. Absolutely. It's essential in your yeah, life. It is. Uh, Psalms 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And, you know, I, for me, it really, the, the word, it's, it's almost like going to the library and there's books all on the shelf. And in any situation in life that you're faced with, the, it's it, visually, it's like, okay, I'm going to grab this book, yeah. and this Good. helps me navigate this problem. Right, I'm going to grab this book. This is going to help me navigate this situation of what I should do here in this situation. So it's essential that you store up God's Word in your heart because God's Word in your heart is the moral compass that leads and directs your life in every way and you know what to do. Well, what would God have me do here? Or what does God think about that? Or how should I respond to this situation? Well, you can find the wisdom right in the word. It's right. not, well, what, what do I feel I should do? Or, how, or what's culture doing? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's got to always go back to the standard right. that we find in Scripture. That's yeah. where truth comes right. from. Right. Well, God's today, place. culturally, this, wait, 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 what does God's word, what that's does God it. say about that's this? Absolutely. Yep. And I love it. James says, don't be hearers of the word, but be doers well, of good. the word. Only. But yep. You can't yep. do the word if you don't read it. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. If you don't know it. If, if you, you don't, don't know it, it right. Like, you have to know the Bible. Like we've got to read. This is essential for our lives. Well, the, the word says, take every thought captive. Yeah. And my goodness, coming out of what we've come out of, yeah. that's as essential as it gets. Absolutely. Well, you don't know what's a right thought and what's a wrong thought that mm-hmm. you need to take captive unless you're in God's word. Right. right. You, you have to be able to control those thoughts. And I don't know. Maybe, I've, maybe I'm just weak in this area. But I've, I've got to really, really watch what I listen to because my thoughts just take off right. on that. Yeah. And I, as I've said this last year or so, we, I've just turned off the news. I'm not, well, they've got some good news channels. Mm, I'm yeah. not going to listen mm, to mm, all of that. Yeah. I'm to the point, I don't know who's lying and who's not lying. Yeah. We've got conservative <laughs> yeah. liars and we've got What's liberal liars. But if those exactly. conservative liars are telling the truth, well, why don't you do something about yeah, it? Right. So wait a minute, I've got to take... I'm going to live in peace. I'm mm-hmm. going to live in joy. Yep. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to answer the right. call on yep. my life. Yep. And I'm going to have to get a hold of this. Yep. I'm going to have to get a hold of my thoughts. And I'm not going to live jerked up. I'm yeah, not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to. <laughs> every, I mean, every news channel, there's an agenda. Like, they want you to watch because when you watch, they make money. Their yep. agenda is to make money. And so they can keep you jerked up and watching. Like, then you're going to, like, you're just, you're feeding their pockets. But we do, we have to be sure that we're taking these thoughts captive. You encouraged a great sermon this year, Tim called as a man thinketh yes. Proverbs yeah. mm-hmm. 7. as a man thinketh mm-hmm. in his heart so is he it's like because thoughts are going to come in your mind and you've got to catch them before they get to your heart because they'll sink they sink down into your soul and they become who you are you are what you eat 
And so we got to be, and thoughts can come from yourself or your flesh True. or from other people or from right. the enemy. And you've got to make sure every thought that comes in your mind, like, does this line up with the word of God? Yeah. And if it doesn't, I take it captive and I cast That's it out. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Well, and I'm sure it's because I'm getting old. Uh, all of you 17 year olds, you're going to live forever, not ever come to the end of your life. But what you're going to find out is you're going to come to the end of your days really, really quick. Really quick. You don't have many days on this earth. And I've come to understand I'm not going to live one day jerked up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done living mad. I'm done living frustrated. I'm just so hurt. They hurt me and live for months all hurt. Not me. Mm-mm. Not me. I'm not. I'm going to take yeah. those thoughts captive. I'm going to be full of peace. I'm going to enjoy every day of my life. I'm going to enjoy the difficult staff that I have to work with. <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy my life. And to do that, you have to take your thoughts captive. Yeah, that's true. You just you have got, to. You got to make allowances for each other's faults. So I have to do that quite that often, often. With, yeah. you, with you two. So. <laughs> But it's true, we have to forgive. Like, we've got to forgive people and move on. We can't live offended all the time. Yeah. Um, it's that bitterness, will, it will kill you, and it will cause you just Absolutely. to view people not the way that God wants you to. And so, Well, and, and we've talked about this, too, in that you've got to forgive others as you've been forgiven. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the key to it, Paul. You know. We've talked about this forever. It's true. Well, you know, you, you think about people in your life who are in the Word, and when you face a situation or you face a problem and what they tell you. And then people in life who are not in the Word, and you face the situation and what they tell you. And oftentimes, I've found when I'm not in the Word, I tend to feed people's flesh with my answers. When I am in the Word, I tend to speak to their spirit Mm -hmm. with my answers. Mm -hmm. And and I'm really grateful that, you know, we have a pastor who, you know, at the beginning of the year, the challenge is always read your Bible all the way through. Well, the goal of that is to have the Word constantly circulating within you so that when the inevitable things of life come along or the opportunity to be offended or to get hurt, then you're going to have the right response. And especially this last year, fear was a huge thing that the enemy used because it's it's powerfully manipulating of of a mind. And fear was a big thing that the enemy used against all of us, and that was why it was so important that we were in the Word, and that Mm -hmm. produces that faith, and we respond the right way. Well, and I I don't know, we're we're just kind of talking here today, and it's not number one importance, then the next importance is Mm -hmm. these are some essentials in your life. But what we saw right quick was the church and how Mm -hmm. essential the assembling of ourselves together, how essential that is in our life. And, and we have talked about this. Well, we have ramped up our live stream, all of our, our social media mm-hmm. avenues. Uh, we are into it, I mean, full blast. But I say on a very regular basis for all that are watching us on, on uh, social media outlets today, don't you ever, ever, never say, I went to church online today. Mm-hmm. Say I tuned into a church online, and boy, I was encouraged, I was blessed, I was taught, I was fed. But you did not go to church. Right. Going to church is seeing somebody over here across from you and going over and praying for them because you see they got right. a need. Mm-hmm. Going to church is volunteering in the nursery. Yeah. Vol- going to church is driving the van yeah. for the youth group. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we have to. Say, we are the church. Right. Yeah, we're supposed. To, Hebrews ten twenty five says, "Don't forsake the gathering." one with each other mm-hmm. and when they were saying don't forsake the gathering they were also being told not to gather yeah they were yeah, also afraid true. that somebody yeah. was going to kick their door well, that's in and true take, and so mm-hmm. like we we've got to have courage uh first of all to meet with each other but 
But the church isn't just coming and y'all listening to us. Like, that's not what church is. Yeah. Church is... Church is us gathering together and praying for one another and serving mm, each absolutely. other and doing a lot, having Christ-centered right. fellowship with each other mm -hmm. is what church is. Yeah. Church happened before it started sitting in the coffee shop. Absolutely. Yeah. When yeah, you were sure. just sharing with somebody and visiting with some encouraging somebody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It, it just yeah. is. I've always said, I don't, I don't really go to church to, to be fed. You know, I right. feed myself, yeah. Yeah. you know, in my devotions and all. Sure. Uh, my motivation for coming to church is two reasons. One, to worship God mm -hmm. because he's worthy of our praise right. and our, and our right. adoration. And then secondly, it's to be a blessing to, to my somebody. brothers and sisters right. in Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so if I get fed as a result of coming, I consider that just extra, yeah. right? But that's not yeah. my motivation yeah. for coming. My motivation is, is to be the church. Yeah. Come and yeah. be that person yeah. that God's right. called you hey, to be. Well, everybody in here that's 17, 18, 19 years old, don't act like this is not true because you remember when you were three, four, and five years old, you remember a teenager that you looked up to. Mm -hmm. You remember looking up to those people. So all of you 17, 18, 19-year-olds, you're having a powerful impact by walking in the door, sitting in your seat, right. raising your hands yes. during worship, yeah. coming to the altar kneeling. Mm -hmm. There's a five-year-old in here that's watching every move you no make. Doubt. And don't act like you don't believe that because you right. did that when yeah. you were five. Absolutely. We all did that. Mm -hmm. You are having a powerful effect by yeah. your attendance in church. Uh, you're going to go today, I don't know, I'm tired today. No, the church <laughs> is essential. Well, yeah. And I'll say the same thing as a 32-year-old, like, it, what's Tim's line is, you young people listen to me. I'm going to say, you old people listen to me. It's, mm -hmm. it, uh, if that offends you, it's okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a little offended. <laughs> you had to forgive. But it, listen, but it, it does something in me to see the candle binders in the same place every Sunday and yeah, to see Stacey right. and George and see, yeah, no doubt. And, and see Terry and Deanna in the same place, to see the, the generation above me that are, that are old enough to be my parents, to see you guys in the same yes. place every single Sunday right. and every single Wednesday night, what that does in me well, that's good, and my Josh. family and mom. Right. Like, well, you're also being looked up to. Yeah, yes, that's good. Yes. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, right. that's what the church that's is about. It's, it's about. not watching yeah. a sermon on live yeah. stream. Right. Yeah. 5,000 yeah. miles away from here. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we want to be able to provide that opportunity for people, especially, you know, like we talked about, those that are high risk and stuff. We don't want you coming and exposing yourself if, if that's something that's not what you need to do. But the church is not something that you do. It's something that you are. Mm -hmm. and, and we're, yeah. we're going to continue. You bet. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It is. And we're going to continue to ramp up. We're going to continue to ramp up our live stream and our videos, uh, especially when lightning doesn't take us out, uh, because <laughs> yeah. there are a number of you that I've talked to personally that are here in this church because you came to this area, right. you started looking on social media, you watched a couple of our services and says, there's where I want to be, yes. and you came and connected, hooked up. So sure. it's a huge tool. It's just not right. a replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not mm -hmm. the church. It's just not sure. the church. Mm -hmm. You know, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, as we were praying about this, I was praying like, Lord, what, what is something like a tool or uh, something we need to apply to our life, something we need to always have as we're seeing what's essential for us. And one thing that I really felt pressed on my heart to share this morning is like, you have to have vision for your life. Mm -hmm. you, with the lack of vision, the people perish. And so from the youngest to the oldest in here, like you are, you're still here for a reason. You're still called to do That's something. Right. And when you lose that vision, when you, when you stop dreaming, you begin mm -hmm. to die. Mm -hmm. You begin to whittle away. And I, it doesn't matter how, how old you are, but for a lack of vision, people perish. And so we've got to continue to press forward. The kingdom is always growing mm -hmm. and always expanding. We're always making disciples of, of, of people and of nations. And so I want to just encourage you, don't, 
don't grow complacent. Well, you know, I'm 45, I'm 50, I've reached, you know, the climax of my life, time to just settle in. No, it's time to hit the gas pedal. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, let's keep going, let's keep pushing forward. I, you know, uh, your mom, Miss Hetty Lou, sitting back there, like, she's, you know, she's 91 years old, mm -hmm. she's still pressing, yeah. you know, she's got more energy than I do, but she's still building the kingdom right. every single day. There's yeah. not a retirement age on mm -hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked about this just a few weeks ago. I think the title of that sermon was Pre-Decisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's essential in your life that you have pre-decisions that you don't talk about. There are things that yeah. I don't talk about that we don't talk about. Yeah. This was decided. Terry yeah. and I have never one time ever talked about on Saturday, do we want to go to church on Sunday? <laughs> That's a pre-decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, you come out and you live your life with these pre-decisions, then the devil can't tempt right. that. Mm -hmm. right. What he tempts is when you're on the fence about something. Yeah. But when you've already decided this, yeah. uh, it, this is locked in stone. It's every day I wake up, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. That decides yeah. it for me right yeah. there. Good. Well, and it's really hard to get off track when you're in church a couple of days a week. It is. You know, it's just really hard to get off track because, it, you know, you sit under the Word, and the Word to, to a person of faith, it speaks to a heart of faith, yeah. and it just challenges you, it encourages you, it right. molds you, it shapes you, it steers your life in a certain direction. And, you, you know, we've been doing church together a very long time. Long time. And, and I'm not saying, watch long out now, time. watch out now. I, you know, I'm not, saying, mic down. I, I'm not saying that the church is your relationship with the Lord. That's right. not what I'm saying. Absolutely. But what I am saying is, is that God instituted the church. We are in the church age. And you and I both, people who are in church, their families tend to do better. Their lives Absolutely. tend to do better. And we've watched it. When you slowly begin to miss and yeah. pull yourself out, yeah. life just begins to kind of go yeah. a different direction and you can, for uh, you. This isn't just us saying this for our church. Right. Statistically, you can study this. Yeah. Nationwide, statistically, you can watch the peace the joy, the frame of mind, watch right. your physical mm -hmm. health, watch your yeah. finances, watch your yeah. life. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that, that old example where the man goes to the pastor and says, I, I can have my own relationship with the Lord, and the pastor's got a fire going, and he pulls one coal away from the rest of the yeah. coals, yeah. and it goes cold. And yeah. it dies mm -hmm. like, you know, we're a part of a body. Like, we're yes. supposed to stay connected to the body. That's right. And, and then the yeah. man said, I'll never yeah. miss another Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah, yeah. That's we, stay, we stay connected great to the example. body. Well, mm -hmm. we got a, uh, another thing that's just... This society that we seem to be in has developed a total intolerance for imperfect people. And it's like we're demanding perfection out of everybody but us. Yeah. Boy, you let the principal of your school, you let a teacher not be perfect, and maybe they weren't. Maybe they messed it up. Yeah, that, sure. What yeah. they did was a mistake. I'm out of this school. I'm out of this church. Mm -hmm. I'm quitting this job. I'm quitting this marriage. I'm leaving it. Wait a minute, what has happened? All the way to, we, we've got people 100, 200 years, 300 years in our past that did great things, yeah. great things. So we erected a monument for them to remind us of the great contribution they had to society. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we find out they were imperfect, so we would tear the monument down. Right. It's no tolerance for imperfection. And to live successful in life and it goes back to forgiving yeah. one yeah, another, but we don't have to learn to work with, live with, deal with, coexist, and prosper with imperfect people. Mm -hmm. It's just the way we are in mm -hmm. life. And no, my goodness, true. this society is going to have to get a hold of this. Yeah, it's very true. You're never going to grow anything if you're just constantly, I got mad at this person, so I'm going to uproot and go here. I got yeah. mad at my spouse, so I'm going to divorce right. them, and I'm going to go here. I got mad at this church, and it's just like a constant cycle. And you're never going to build legacy if you do that. You're never going to build anything, you know... I, I, 
for being here, I've been on staff now for, for 10, 11 years now, and, and what uh, Sarah and I have grown together and, and the friendships that I have grown, like, it, like if something tragic happened to me tomorrow, I, I've got family in this church right. that will yeah. take care of my family, that mm -hmm. will take care of my family. Mm -hmm. but, if it, but if we just went from church to church to church, from place to place to place, mm -hmm. from school to school to school to school, nobody knows who I am. Yeah. And yeah. nobody, yeah. You know, who's going to help right. a guy that they don't no, know? And so really, it, really take, it takes, Paul preached a great sermon called Staying Power this mm -hmm. year. And if you have it, if you miss that, I, and I don't want to re-preach it, but it's so, so good. Mm -hmm. Paul made that, made that principle of the power of staying somewhere and letting yes. your roots go That's deep. It. That's and the devil will try to do everything he can to get you not to. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, and, and, I, and I think that's an, the, an important thing to consider. You know, we, we get offended by people. We get our feelings hurt. That's part of being human. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's just part of being human. Yeah. That doesn't make you a bad person yeah. if you get offended. Sure. It doesn't make you a bad person if you struggle with forgiving someone. Right. We've all struggled with forgiving right. people. That's right. why Jesus taught us to forgive, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I think one thing that can really help us, and I know for me, I learned this lesson when I first got saved because my dad was an alcoholic mm. and he wasn't a Christian. And my dad really caused a lot of hurt in my life in my early years. And so I was just very vindictive toward him, very judgmental toward my father. Well, after I got saved, you know, one of the, thing, one of the many things that I got taught was, is, you know, you gotta consider the big picture of someone. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know, what, you know, when somebody offends you right. or they say something ugly to you or they hurt your feelings or they treat you in the wrong way, you know, it's so easy just to focus on you yeah. and what mm -hmm. they did to you yeah. instead of, well, what's going on in their life right now? Yeah. What are they facing? What are they really dealing good. with? What really was their good. childhood like? What yeah. was their upbringing like? And when you, for me with my father, I began to look at that. I never looked at that ever, not ever. one time. Mm -hmm. I was just walking in judgment of my dad. But then when I began to look big picture, man, empathy began to come in my heart. Yeah. Some mercy began to come in my yeah. heart. Conviction began to come in my heart. The way he was raised. The way he was raised, yeah. yeah. And I just never even considered that my dad was a human being. Just yeah. like me, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's yeah. what happens when we get hurt, when we get offended, when we get wounded, we forget, wait a minute, they're imperfect people just like you. Right. They're just trying to figure this thing out every day just like you are. Great. Even leaders yeah. in life, you know, I think leaders are the ones that can offend us the most because we look up to them the most. Mm -hmm. And I think about the, the Gospels and the four anointings that Jesus walked in. He walked in the anointing of a king. He walked in the anointing of a man. He walked in the anointing of a servant. And he walked in the anointing of an eagle or, you know, God. Mm -hmm. And we can all grasp and identify all of those and handle all those except the man one. Mm -hmm. We just have a hard time. We can see leadership as being anointed. We can see leadership That's as good. being servants. We can see leaderships as... But we just, when it comes to seeing those in positions of leadership, coaches, teachers, bosses, pastors, it's so easy to put a different standard upon them sure. than we do everybody else. But the fact of the matter is, they're people just like right. you are. Yeah. And so that concept of forgiving is just so Huge. vitally important. Yeah. It is. Well, as always, when we do these panels, my goodness, we run out of time so, so quickly. But today, as, as we're here to wrap up this year's vision, there's two things that I want to make sure that we have established in the thinking of our church members. Two, two things that I want to make sure that we've got a grip on. First of all, you don't ever tell anybody 
or you let anybody tell you that you're non-essential. Mm -hmm. You don't right. let that. You take that thought captive. You are vitally important right. to other people. Amen. You are an essential part of God's plan, and you make sure that you've got that established in your mind coming out of this last year. I am essential. I'm essential to God, and I'm essential to God's plan. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing that I want to make sure that we got a hold of is there are some essentials in life. No, that is essential. Yeah. That, right. I, no, we don't talk about that. I don't overlook that. Mm -hmm. I don't put that. But no, that is essential yeah. to life. And I just want our church to know you'll greatly suffer when you overlook or you stop or you quit on things that are essential. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have trouble in your life mm -hmm. when you back off of things that are essential and you can just watch it happen. But if you'll keep essentials essential in your life, it'll be amazing yes. what God can do yep. in and with and through you. Mm -hmm. Y'all stand with really me. Mm -hmm. God, today we're so grateful for mm -hmm. this last year and all that you've taught us. Lord, that this be a life-impacting, life-changing year for us. Now, Lord, mm -hmm. direct us and guide us as we finish up this year and enter into the next year of all that you have for us. You lead, guide, and direct us as we live our life pleasing and honoring to you. In Jesus' Jesus. name, amen. amen. God bless amen. you. Have a great week. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.